This episode of Men Seeking Tomahawks is brought to you by Zombocom. At Zombocom, you can do anything. To start your free seven-day trial, go to Zombo.com. Zombocom, welcome to Zombocom. Well, 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 welcome back to the show that we do for you, specifically you. I'm looking at you. You know who I'm talking to. It's Men Seeking Tomahawks. Welcome to Men Seeking Tomahawks. It is I, Jack Drastic. It is he, the man they know on the streets as Mama's Fancy Boy, Danny Frank. Danny, how are we tonight? We're good. And speaking of being on the streets, last time I was walking down the street, people were stopping me left and right saying, hey... Last time, last episode, you teased this really cool show that was about to happen. When is it going to happen? When is it going to happen? And I was telling them, it was MST the Music Volume 4. What else did you expect? Obviously, that that was the thing we rolled out the red carpet for. It was nothing like what I described in the preview of that episode, but it was that's what I was talking about. I mean, maybe I didn't describe it properly? I, I remember having told you how to do that read, and I told you that... When you do this read, you need to put in place a caveat that this may or may not happen. Now, I don't recall if you did that or not. But the conclusion is not. So (laughs) if the options were may happen or may not happen, um, we have now landed on the not. I suppose that, that, A, that was the finest volume of Men Seeking Tomahawks the Music we have ever made. So go download it if you haven't. But it is safe to presume that there is the possibility that certain members of our team will get their S together and what we teased will be available to you in the future. Maybe for Christmas as a present, holiday present full of holidays. You never know. So anywho, past past that whole thing, it's not as if we're depriving people. They're still getting greatness. MST, the music volume four was insane. I wept. This this episode right here, which I believe is episode 25, I might be off a scotch, but this is going to be good, 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 good stuff too, Dan. I'm excited to be back in the saddle, and yeah, that music episode got me pumped, and I previewed it again, uh, I guess I reviewed it again right before this episode, just to kind of get in the mood, and yeah, ready, ready for some awesomeness. The mood is right. The mood is right. And it's and it's appropriate for us to reference music because the inspiration, Dan, for this episode came to me when I was listening to uh, one of my favorite musicians of all time, Mr. Tom Waits, and a song of his entitled In the Neighborhood. It's a great little slice of Americana, and it just made me think that, uh, hey, wait a minute. I live in a neighborhood. Dan lives in a neighborhood. Things are going on in these neighborhoods. We should, uh, we should discuss them, Dan. Yeah, no, that, that song, it's one of my favorite television show theme songs, actually. Don't think that's the same song. Once again, one rule of thumb guys that you can know about Dan, it's kind of like gremlins. You don't feed them after, after midnight, you don't put water on them. You you also don't assume Dan knows a song that's not like some sort of EDM thing. Like if it's not EDM, Dan says po- faux pas. So this is not the this is not the artist who did the theme song for Mister Rogers' Neighborhood. No, oh no, oh no. But uh, one day, like I said, one day when you're older, I'll let you know. Well, I'm still so happy guys, with neighborhood conversations. Oh, uh, you you will be. Oh oh, Dan, you will be. You will be. Don't make me threaten you. Okay, guys, so coming up next, Neighborhood Talk. But before that, we're going to start off with a little bit of indie hip-hop from the ATL. Where else? This is Dom with Monsters in My Closet right here on The Men Seeking Tomahawks. Hey, you made this one. Monsters from my closet make a way inside my mind. Hold back, don't tell me that it's fine So, what should I do? I'm sitting on my steps Smoking cigarettes, I wanna walk on top of it But, you're my 
find myself stuck on static Or I can find a couple of stories Feel the glory from the leap of faith Okay So Monsters from my closet Make a way inside my mind Don't hold back Don't tell me that it's fine I've been sitting in my room Watching cartoons, I've been thinking lately That that lady says she hate me I guess I hate me too Try to lie to the moon I got a mind like my room And I hope my time's coming soon So, what should I do? Why did the matter then? I was smoking blue flame Watch from my closet, make a way my mind don't hold back Don't tell me that it's fine I've been sitting in my room Watching cartoons I've been thinking lately That daddy Say she hate me I guess I hate me Monsters in my closet. Dan, just a tad bit of indie hip hop from the ATL for you, Dan. I feel like we had to do that with the Braves winning the World Series. It just felt right. Go Braves, go. If you'd like to hear more from Dom or any musician featured on the program, go to menseekingtomahawks.com. Now, Dan, you uh got one of them neighborhoods laying around you got one of them neighborhoods dan i do i happen to have a neighborhood that is going uh, on what's going on over there in the neighborhood you want to hear my neighborhood story yeah bring us up to speed okay so i live in one of those neighborhoods uh that have houses in them funny enough generic one of those houses is mine Hmm. and uh, it's a really fun thing around the holidays to decorate one's house i agree particular holiday that just recently passed at uh, the Halloween. Uh, it's very a very big one for our neighborhood. A lot of decorations, be it inflatables in the yard or some people build out the little, you know, haunted haunted little houses or haunted paths through their yard. Sure. Um, all kinds of fun stuff happens in Halloween in our neighborhood. And one of the things that I guess last year during the pandemic, there was a whole lot of uh still pandemic times, but last year when it first started, the first pandemic halloween back when pandemic was sexy yeah back when new and hot and just mm. cutting edge yeah uh you know i I had extra time to think and one of the things i i had planned out was okay it's very expensive to put christmas lights on your house also it's very hard to get people to come get put christmas lights on your house because it's so so in demand sure and it, it it came to me that okay, if you wait until Christmas time that month, December, late November, to get the Christmas light people to come out and put lights on your house, it's either you know you're paying a surcharge or you can't get people to do it at all. So I had this genius idea: like, what if I call them in November, or not even November? What if I call them in October, and I have both Halloween lights and Christmas lights? So you kind of get two for the price of one. Uh, you don't have to battle with everyone else trying to get their Christmas lights up in November. It just seemed like a genius idea. But then I started thinking like, well, you can't have like just the multicolored lights that you would have for Christmas. You can't have just the white lights you would have for Christmas. You can't have the alternating white and red lights or any combination that looked like Christmas lights. So what can I do to have Halloween lights and Christmas lights? And it got me researching and started looking at different types of lights, and I landed on something called twinkly lights. So they've they're they're LED strands of lights. Um, I've seen other. That's where I thought you were going. I felt yeah. like I feel like this is not a crazy idea. I feel like people are kind of getting like year round LEDs now. Yeah, so it's kind of like that. Um, now it's not something that's like permanent. It's still you know strands of lights that kind of get strung around the house, connected to the gutter or the or the the roof line, but they are controllable by a mobile application, which allows you to customize the lights and kind of change the colors and change the patterns and all of that. So when I found these and I had that, you know, dilemma or, or 
idea I, I should call it of maybe I could put these lights up in October and use them as Halloween lights. Uh, it, it was perfect. I found these lights and I was thinking, okay, I can make them Halloween colors in October. Uh, if I can figure out what a Thanksgiving color is, I can do those in November and then come December, they can be Christmas lights. So that's what we decided to do. Went through the trouble, ordered several of these boxes of these twinkly lights. Um, very expensive, by the way. It's like over a hundred dollars per per box of four hundred. So this was not how how much of a run, how long of a distance of a run is four hundred? Um, well, it it takes. I, I've got four boxes around the house, and I think uh, four four boxes of lights that went around the house. Um, so I mean, I probably spent five hundred dollars in in these lights, but but the idea was okay. They're going to last a long time. Right. LEDs, they don't burn out uh, very, very frequently, like maybe some of those old incandescent ones do. You don't have to go around like figuring out which one's burnt out in the strand. Yeah. And I can get two or three holidays out of it. So perfect. So tried out the idea, got the, the lights guys to come out. I was the first one in line to get the lights put up. Perfect. Plug them in and get playing around with the app as you will anytime someone gets a new a new toy. You mess around with the colors, mess around with the different, the different flashing options, the different, you know, all that stuff. Really had a good time, uh, you know, figuring out what is a Halloween color. Okay, maybe we got like purple and green, or purple and orange, and and maybe they could be solid, or could they be, you know, strobing? All of those things. So, had a good time uh, that first day that they were up. Landed on kind of a, a like a blinky thing, looked kind of eerie and scary for Halloween. So all good there. Wife and I stepped outside, liked it. The The kids said, that's awesome. We have the coolest house in the neighborhood now. Perfect. Nice. Get inside, you know, eat dinner, put the kids down, turn on a show for the evening and get a text from our neighbor across the street. And the neighbor says, hey, I'm really sorry to do this, but the neighbor behind you asks for your cell phone number. Can I give it to them? Behind you? Behind us, ask for and okay. I should the the lights go all the way around the house. We we oh. live on a we live on the corner, so we've got lights all the way around. It's got to be a yeah, show. right. But but the neighbor across the street didn't have an issue. It was the neighbor behind us was like, "Hey, can you give me their number?" Uh, not just that though. She asked our neighbor, "Could you give me their number because their lights are too bright?" So not only is just not only is just telling the neighbor, hey, I've got a question for the people behind me, but also I've got a bone to pick with them. Hey, they're a nuisance. Can I uh, can I get their number to let them know they're a nuisance? Yeah. So that, you know, party foul number one, you couldn't just say, hey, I'm, I think you have their number. Could you connect me with it? But it's our it's like tattling to them. OK, but let me ask you this, Dan. Try to be objective for me. Were you being a nuisance? Were these lights just blinding someone's bedroom window? Something to that effect. So blinding. Okay, so I'll I'll, I'll get through this. I'll I'll get through this. But I had I, I had selected something that seemed pretty. It seemed a little far out. It was blinking. Um, I had made the comment to my wife that I hope no one looks directly at our house for too long, or they might have a Pokemon seizure. <laughs> So, God, so it it was a it it was a little wild seizure, but, you know, it was a it was a month of October. It was the month of Halloween. What what do you expect? What does one expect? So anyways, uh, my wife said, you know, fine. Pass along our number. You know, you can't say no at that point. Um, Pass along our number. (laughs) I'd kind of say no. I would say no. Okay. well, she she didn't. We were we were being nice. Um, We were being the nice neighbors, not the not these neighbors. And so then we, about 15 minutes later, get a message from the neighbor behind us. And they say, Hey, we go to bed early in our house and your lights are very distracting. And they're shining in our windows. This is a text message, text message. Okay. Your lights are shining in our window. Um, We go to bed at eight. Could you turn your lights off at eight? And I was thinking like, wait, this is obviously, you know, when you're listening to this daylight savings time will have expired. But at yeah. this time in October, still daylight savings time gets dark around 730-ish is when it really, you know, kind of gets dark outside. And we get this text and said, hey, could you turn your lights off at 8? And, like, that's prime time for people driving around the neighborhood. And that's the witching hour. That's, that's the witching the, hour. You have to have that. Uh, now, okay, so, like, you have talked to me 
Uh, I don't know if this is non-disclosure. Sorry. Like, I can edit it out if I need to. But at some point, you told me you had a neighbor who did not have, like, window dressing installed. Like, there were lacking blinds. Is this the same neighbor? Do they... Are we just talking about a... a they're just raw dogging the windows? And, <laughs> okay, like, so... That's the problem, or what? So, two parts to this answer. Part one, yes, this is the neighbor that went about six months uh, just kind of um, peering into our house anytime we didn't have our stuff closed. And, and vice versa. And vice versa. Um, anytime our, our shades or blinds were open, we could see straight through. Anytime um, Dan was bored and just wanted to see what he could see. Yeah, just kind of, you know, stood on the chair and that's normal. Yeah, yeah um, totally But normal. the second part to that answer is there are now window uh, fixtures or whatever you want to call them in the house. And a follow-up to that, their bedroom, because that's where the issue lied, was bedtime, 8 p.m. Uh, they always that we can see they have blackout shades that are always down, um, all the time. So it was not an issue of that. That's kind of what got us. We kept saying like their their shades are always down, like especially yeah. at night. Like yeah, it's it's not. And the, the the thing to know about these LED lights is these lights are not as bright as um because they're the multicolored ones. They're not like some of these um, like bright white LEDs that are just like white only. For right. whatever reason, the way LED lights work is if you've got the pure white, then those can be super bright. But these colored ones, they're they're actually rather dim. So it wasn't a matter of like them being bright and like illuminating their, their house in the daylight. So anyways, <laughs> she's like, what do I say? How would I reply? And I would just say like, you know, we, we've got them on a schedule. That's what we said. Like we didn't say no, we won't have them on <laughs> off by eight because we wouldn't. But we've got them on schedule. They will not be on, you know, late into the night. So, anyway, Dan's, Dan's internet message board persona is bleeding <laughs> out into the the neighborhood now. Is what you're telling me? That is, and, and you know, honestly, that was kind of the end of it. I think they kind of appreciated that that they weren't on all night. I guess, and they got you know the, to to let us know they weren't happy about it now. Kind of the the month later conclusion to that or, or or update to that, and this will be the end of my side of things, is they now have their Christmas lights up, which, oh, you know, that's fine. And yeah. they happen to have the bright white LED lights that do eliminate and that actually are blinding. Mm. And we feel like we can't even say anything about it because then it's just petty. Like, we can't be like, hey, do you mind turning your lights off? And... They keep them on all night. They don't have them on timers. Wow. The so, audacity. How dare they? How dare they? So, you know, call it passive aggressive or not. But I went into my little mobile app setting and said, uh, oh, remember that timer that had it originally going off at 1030? I think we can keep them on all night, too. Let's turn off the front of the house. Let's just uh, power power down, you know, for for the, the good of the, the world. Well, we'll just say this. Our Thanksgiving lights don't turn off. If that if that isn't some suburban passive aggressiveness right there. I've got some notes, Dan. I think I've got some notes on this subject here. Like one, I, I love talking about neighborhood interactions now because they're they're a subset of the whole mutation and bastardization of culture that Facebook has done to us mm -hmm. because people just respond to people different now, right? Cause I'm sure that somewhere on, on internet, there is a conversation being had about you and mm -hmm. these lights, right? Like that is just a thing that exists. Yep. And it's not positive. No, you know? And so that, that to me is funny. You know, it's, it's, it's made, it's made the whole neighborhood thing. Like all these, our, our generation, the millennials who can't afford houses. Part of me is like, there, there are, there are some perks to not having involvement in this thing that we have to be involved in. It's, it's ridiculous. Yeah. Yeah. But it, it's funny that you bring up kind of the Facebook generation and the Facebook involvement with these neighborhoods. Cause we've mentioned before, we have several neighborhood Facebook groups and, uh, there's always neighbor wars happening in it. Um, neighbor wars. Neighbor war. So like someone will go in there and it's all like in a very pass passive aggressive way. So someone will go in there and post like, ah, you know, my neighbor's weeds are really out of control. What do you think I should do about it? 
and then like the neighbors in the Facebook group too. So they're like, Hey, are you talking about me? <laughs> like maybe you could have just, you know, told me or like asked me and I could tell you our, our lawn guy passed away. So we're finding a new person or, you know, <laughs> something like that. <laughs> oh, God. Uh, or, you, or you'll have the thing like, Oh, I don't know if anyone else hears this, but the person that lives to the left of me, their dog, like they just leave it out at all hours of the night and the dog just barks. And mm-hmm. is anyone else hearing that, hearing this dog? And then same thing, like the person's like, oh, sorry, like our son was staying at, you know, his house sitting for us and must not have known when to bring the dog in or something like that. So there's always that kind of stuff happening. And, you know, like the long term effects because uh, uh, same thing yeah. with us, neighbor behind us, like, OK, if we see him in the street now, it's going to be like awkward, like, hey, now we know that we're like having this stupid Christmas holiday light war going on. So it's so it's so hard being neighbors. Like I, I, I feel like it was difficult when I was growing up pre, you know, pro- proliferation of internet to be neighbors with people. But now Jesus, you know, just trying to navigate all this stuff. It's not, it's not good. It's not good. What your leader has done to us, Dan, um, <laughs> your leader. No, no, you, um, the other thing I, w- I want to briefly touch on is you mentioned the mobile app and, uh, how fun that was for you adjusting lights. I, I don't know if there's a show here, but I keep going back to this theory of mine that I want to see what my world would look like if I D if I like stupid my house, like instead of smart homing, I want to talk to you sometime in the future about stupiding my house, like no apps, no listening devices, None of these sorts of conveniences that also give your leader and Jeff Bezos and everybody else the opportunity to listen in. On no the, clocks the in the house. We we zero clocks. All sun. We check the time based on the sun. No, we we call Stonehenge and we just ask them what the shadows are doing and what they think that means. Just a thought. Like I said, this is not this is not fully baked. But I have this, this like, I just want to explore the idea of not having apps, smart apps for my house and things that are connected, the internet of things. Like, I, I feel like there's something there. That's what I'm saying. I can't imagine it. So I'll take the opposite side of the argument, whatever the argument Ooh, is. Ooh, it would be like your original show. It would be Showdown. Your, your original po- uh, podcast, Poodcast. Uh, the other thing I wanted to mention was, ac- was uh, how, like, I've got a neighbor I didn't know the brand name of these lights that you mentioned, the the twink lights. Um Lee. They're they're whatever. Whatever whatever, Dan. Whatever, Dan. It's okay. Don't don't get triggered. There's a there's a guy in my neighborhood who has these, and he's had them since like the summer. And like Fourth of July, they were red, white, and blue, you know. And I feel like we're not quite there yet. However, in the near future, Dan, perhaps the year 2000 Conan, mm. I feel like we're going to get to the point where these lights, and like you mentioned there, they can be kind of subtle. I feel like they are going to eventually be acceptable as like accent lighting. I think people are trying that. They don't quite do that yet. Because old boy down the street with the 4th of July light package you know he's tried to run them just a very subtle way in non-holiday times and they 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 look tacky they look tacky yeah but i think that we're nearing a potential milestone here where these lights can serve as pretty fancy pants like just everyday accent lighting yeah. Okay. So you got to, you, everyone listener, look up jellyfish lighting. And these, this is where the winner's at right now. These are lights that kind of mount. I mean, they're, these are like professionally installed. This isn't like stringing up some lights along the, you know, behind the gutter or whatever. These are installed kind of, I don't know if the soffit, I guess the soffit's the right term where you don't see them from the street. So Christmas lights, you see the strings, you see the clips, you see the bulbs, all of this, but these jellyfish lights are a little more flush. Um, You don't see them during the day. Um, but at night they're, they're fully customizable. So during the regular parts of the year, you just kind of use them as, you know, warm white, like accent lighting, like you would have up lights around your house or whatever. Very much, very nondescript. Don't look holiday ish or don't look weird out of place at all. 
but then because they are you know controlled via app i guess um then they become replacements for traditional holiday string lights around the house because they um they can be so you know prominent and 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 they can be around the house or they can be like along a fence line or in the gardens and kind of working in conjunction with one another so yeah jellyfish lighting are are where it's at now interestingly enough these are and this is a whole other story but these are for some reason outlawed by our our homeowners association so it's one of these things where Mm. they technically aren't allowed but they also since they're they can't really be seen it's one of those things that are you you know you kind of have to go up to people's houses and kind of like look up up under their under their house's skirts to see what's going on um whoa yeah so it's 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 interesting little dilemma there but yeah jellyfish lighting i think is the closest thing to what you were mentioning there uh the problem is you're looking at ten to fifteen thousand dollars in saw one of these ah! things it, yeah i mean it's not like uh, going to home depot and buying a little spotlight for your garden this thing is uh yeah. it's an investment indeed dan indeed now, my last note on your story was that um i have to like when i was a kid like when i was a little little kid halloween was amazing and then there was this dip, right? Like you, you're too cool for it. But I got to say this. I think that being a dad for Halloween might be one of my, one of my, if not my favorite holiday, like dadding in the, in the Halloween time period is so much fun. Like you talk about the decorations. I talk about like throwing the fire pit on the driveway and just having a nice little bottle of scotch hidden behind you in the gr- the open garage and just making it happen, you know, driveway trick or treating is where it's at, right? Like you, it really is. That's the way kids walk up to your door anymore. You set no. up with a, you know, a bowl of candy and, and right along yeah. the, close to the sidewalk and kitchen just go way more efficient for them. You don't have to guess like, so okay, efficient. is this house leave their light on on accident? And then I'm, how long do I ring the doorbell before they come? Uh, yeah, it's really cool. And actually, then if you're doing stuff in the driveway, there's all kinds of things you can do from there. You can have a cooler of beer to pass out to the adults when they come by. One house in our neighborhood was grilling up hot dogs. So as the adults came by, they were handing you nice. a tinfoil thing with a, like a stadium dog in it. So, yeah, way more can be done if you just get everyone on board with handing out candy at the on the sidewalk and not going up to houses. That neighbor behind you was probably handing out really nice toothbrushes and combs like – so nice. Straighten that part up, young man. Indeed. Okay, guys. So that's what's happening on Dan's side of town. But what's happening on Jack's side of town? South side. So that's coming up next, guys. But first, we have a, uh, a little check-in with our buddies from the Canada. It's that little band known as Springworks with uh, their song Cricket Coyote. And it is right here on Men Seeking Tomahawks. i 
off the album Antenna Fiction out now. That was Canada's own Springworks with their song Cricket Coyote, Dan. Blue Jays, we'll get them next year, right? It's my uh, one Canadian baseball reference. So, Dan, you went you went holidays on us. You discussed your neighborhood adventuring during the holidays. I am going to explore another facet of neighborhood living, and that is the struggle we all face with contractors. I know for a fact you have had plenty of negative experiences with the good contractor. One this week. Oh, okay. I didn't even know that. So sorry, but uh, I, you know, I'm going to go out on a limb here. I'm going to make a proclamation, hit the sounder that uh, the story I'm about to delve in for you will be 1 million percent more painful than whatever it is that you went through this week, because this is an astounding story to me, Dan. I didn't do show notes for this story. What I did instead was I pulled up an email that I sent to a local contractor of mine uh, just a few days ago. And this will serve as my show notes that I will now walk you through. So Dan, I, I am the proud owner of a kitchen. Congratulations. Thank you. Thank you. Listen, it's not, you know, I'm not trying to brag, but I'm also just by happenstance, the proud owner of a refrigerator in which I contain my, my chilled goods, my, uh, my groceries, if you so fancy and neither the kitchen nor the refrigerator are all that old to me, at least they're what within the range of half a decade old. I feel like having grown up in a house that was built 30 years prior to my existence, I feel like that's pretty good. You know, I'm okay with this. My assumption is, is that having a house and a refrigerator that are less than half a decade old, they should be okay for a while, right? Like, I'm not saying 300 years. I'm not saying 20 I'm saying more than five, probably, right? Still consider. I, I still look at that as like new. Hey, these are basically That's new. What I, say. I feel like I feel like that. I feel like that. I feel like I agree with you. So just a while back, I started to have the not pleasant experience of walking up to my refrigerator, opening it, and it being off. Mm. It was tripping the circuit, Dan, and it was doing so on a regular basis, like about as often as I change my underwear. Like that was how often it was happening. Not like twice not, a week or something. Maybe like, let's not get crazy here, but yes, it was, it was, it was rough. And so I, I and, and maybe this isn't something, maybe this is blind leading blind, but I don't know how to find reputable, trustworthy people to help with things. I just go on the Google. Dan, have you heard of the Google? Is it related to Zombocom? Is it, uh, kind of, yeah. Promo so, code MST. In a way. Um, so I go on the Google, Dan, and I type in electrician, right? And I don't know what I'm looking for because like, I'm like, well, reviews are like five bots. stars. Duh. Yeah. And like, I don't know. So I just pick one that's, that seems like a good, good fit for me as a human. And I, I have people come to my house and they were nice people, Dan. They were nice people. They, they go into my house, right? And I tell them, Hey, new house, new refrigerator, refrigerator off every other day. Prob problematic for me as I enjoy not spoiled groceries. It's just a thing. Like, sorry, it's a kink of mine. Do you lose a lot of groceries? A lot of uh, a lot of food go bad in the process. Yeah, I don't. I don't even know that I know that because sometimes <laughs> I would open something and I'm like, uh, oh, okay, you know, and I'd go with it, and then you know, two days later, like dying of having lost 15 pounds one way or the other. But like, we get we get uh, we get nice electrician out to the house. Two of them pair of them and they were 
really cool dudes. And they were so complimentary. They're like, they're like, listen, man, your house is amazing. This is the most amazing house I have ever seen. I will be telling generations of my family <laughs> how nice this house was. Your electric system, like we're sitting in the garage in the, uh, you know, breaker box. And they're like, this is the best breaker box I've ever seen. Like if I was to go to Jeffrey Bezos's house, his breaker box, not as nice as this. Breaker box and Hall it, of Fame. It gave me the warm and fuzzies. I'm like, oh my God, these guys are professional electricians. They are telling me that I have, I have Valhalla. Like what I have here, I will never need anything ever again. I'm so happy right now. And then they said, hey, just a, just a side mention, we, we know that it's not your electric box. It's got to be this fridge, okay? This, this fridge from this evil Japanese or Korean company, you know, obviously you've made a, a faux pas in not buying American, but this fridge from the, the bad people is obviously the, the problem here. It's not this electric box. This electric box is great. Okay? Go by so good Americans. Like, okay. Cool. Okay. Okay. So, okay. So that at least gives me some idea of what I need to do here. But they're like, Hey, just by the way, just so you know, there's this thing called a, a whole house surge protector. And I was like, hold on. I'm dumb, but I know surge protector. Good. Right? Like I've been told that for decades. Like if you get a surge protector, that's you're doing the thing you're supposed to do. Right? So I'm like, wait, 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 whole house. Surge protector? Yes. I don't care how much it is. Yes. And they said, great. So they take the the, the breaker box off the wall and they're like, and they put this whole house surge protector in my house for several hundred dollars. And I'm like, I don't care. I don't care. What a deal. You know what that is? That's peace of mind, Dan. And now I know, I know that it's this evil uh, refrigerator. That's the problem. It's not this thing. And now I have double reassurance because now I have a whole house surge protector and I don't know what that means, but it sounds really peace of mindy. So cool. I mean, and if you can box, just like invite all the, the lightning and the, the storms, just like just, just like you can attract it for the rest of the neighborhood, like put up a lightning rod on your house because like the rest of the neighbors, they weren't smart enough to do this uh, whole house surge yeah. protector, but you can protect the neighborhood now, like, like Superman of the neighborhood. That's awesome. Congrats. Yeah. Yeah. Smite me. That's what I'm saying is, is smite me. So, okay. So, so now we have the, 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 we know we have the best breaker box available to human. And now we have this other thing that we don't even know what it does, but cool. Uh, so everything is, should be right as rain if we get the, the refrigerator checked. So I've already spent now several hundred dollars on that thing that I don't know what it is. And I get a repairman, refrigerator repairman out to my house. So about a week later, I'm having this meeting and I tell him, listen, listen, you, I don't know you, but I don't trust you <laughs> because my electricians told me that it's not my house. It's you. It's you. It's the, this, this bastard refrigerator that you have cursed me with that is tripping my breaker and making me think that my whole house is going to catch on fire and we're all going to die because of you. Thank, thank you for, for what you've done for, for my life. And, and this poor little guy who shows up in, in this little nice little van and he's just confused and like, we're, we're not connecting on any level, but he's like, look, he like my dude, my refrigerator plugs into his phone. I was like, this truly is the future. And he plugs his phone into my, into my my refrigerator, he's like, no, no. He's like, I'll replace everything you want me to replace. But no, this refrigerator is perfect. And I'm like, so conf I'm, I'm so conflicted. You're like with the two men who are much cooler than you. I, I'm in love with these two electricians. And they've told me that it's you. But he's like, no. He's like, I'll, he's like, give me your money. I'll replace all the guts of this thing. He, like my, my refrigerator has a motherboard, Dan. I don't know what that means, but it, it, and he's like, okay, here's a new one. He's like, give me money and, and I'll put the new one in. And he does it. He puts all 
brand new electronic gut. Oh, you do it. You go, you go forward. I get it because my electricians told me that that's the thing. That's the thing that's tripping the breaker. So I'm like, look, I don't want my house to catch on fire and everybody to die. I don't want my, you know, Twinkies to, to go spoiled in the refrigerator anymore. We have to, we have, this is the, the, my electrician said, this is what we have to do. Less than 24 hours later, Dan, guess what happens? Um, everything's going perfect and the refrigerator has not tripped yet. That is the farthest thing from what happened, Dan, because less than 24 hours later, my refrigerator is off as off can be. With all that new equipment, motherboard, all the new equipment, my in my full house surge protector, it has all failed me. And my world is crumbling around us right now as we speak. And so at this point, now I'm like, it ha- okay, let me try something because I'm dumb. I, sh- I am dumb. I am self-admitted. I'm going to try to take my refrigerator off of this circuit that, that my electrician told me was perfect, by the way. I'm going to put it on another circuit that hasn't been going off every day and just see what happens. Did you get out the old uh, extension cord, run it across the kitchen? Oh, yeah. I've got that open space concept or whatever they call it. And so, yes, extension cord is running from the kitchen into like the living room. Mm. And Dan, guess the the funniest thing. Just guess. Guess what didn't happen for upwards of 72 hours. The refrigerator did not turn off again. The refrigerator refrigerated, Dan, with without pause. Without Amazing. Incredible, right? But even after my electricians told me it was the best breaker box setup that they've ever seen two of them you had a, you had two, two opinions two <laughs> and so now i send the email that i'm looking at right now and i said you started out hey mfr <laughs> no dad daddy daddy padded this i here i'll read the, the first part i am hoping you all can offer some sort of rev- resolution based off the outcome of your service team's visit and what has transpired subsequently. So eloquent. So eloquent, Dan. So eloquent. And guess what, Dan? Because the the contractor adventure continues, that email was not answered for two weeks. And eventually I had to call them and be far less eloquent. And I said, get somebody out here and get them out here right now. And I'm not paying for any more because I explained to them what happened. And take and I, hey. your whole house surge protector with you. So so the same two guys come out and again are just glad handing put her like we are we are long lost brethren. Like I missed we, you. I haven't seen you in two weeks. I am private Ryan, and they just saved me. And they're we are <laughs> just like high fives and stage dives. And so these dudes come in and they're like, hey man, what's going on? Just just dumbfounded, right? And they're like, uh, what? When I explained the whole situation to them, I'm like, listen, you guys said that the surge protector, the, the breaker box, the circuit was not the issue. It wasn't the issue, right? But this, the, the refrigerator guy told me it wasn't their refrigerator like you told me it was. And when I plugged this refrigerator into something else, no problem. So I'm like, guys, why are you trying to break me? Why? And they were like, wait a minute. Whoa, 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 whoa. You're telling me that the refrigerator guy charged you money to replace (laughs) the things? Why would he do that? And I was like, because a-hole, you told me that it was him. Like I went off of what you told me and told that guy to rip his motherboard out of here and take my money because you told me that was the problem. And he's like, oh, well, I didn't know. So we meander, we mosey out to the garage. And this was when I about tried to will an aneurysm on myself. Because <laughs> they pull the, the, the box, the, the front of the box back off. And they, the guy, the assistant, he goes to pull the, the refrigerator circuit uh whatever fuse or whatever or switch he pulls it and he's like ah and he's like i'm like what he's like it's scalding hot i'm like 
And what does that mean? Really? Like I'm a du- I don't know what that means, but I think that means bad, right? Unexpected. And, and so he <laughs> they they replace this little this little uh the breaker, the flipper switch thingy. Not to get too technical. And voila, Dan. No more trip circuit when the refrigerator is on. No more extension cord through the rest of the No more extension house. cords. Everything is right as rain. And I'm just looking at these guys seething, right? Because I'm like, you guys just put me on the worst odyssey that you could have put me on. And you could have just touched it, apparently, and known that it was on fucking fire. And it took all of that. And I was like, are y'all charging me for, for coming out to fix this? After you upsold me the first visit, while also not fixing the reason that you came out, like the problem that we originally had. And they're like, oh, no, 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 we're not charging you. I got charged. And I called the company. I was like, no, I'm not paying this. And they were like, okay, we'll, we'll, we'll waive it. And the exciting epilogue, Dan, is that I had a another electrician come out because I'm like, I don't trust these a-holes. A third anymore. electrician. Well, I was like, I got a reference from an old, old, old man, which that's what you need. If I don't have any good advice for anyone listening to this, but if you can find an old man who's still alive in in your neighborhood, go to that guy and be like, "Get hey, you an old man." That's what you where, need. Where well, that's what you what we all need. I'm like, where do you find good help? And so he gives me a phone number. I call this guy. He comes in. Second electrician comes in to follow up, and he just looks at the system. He's like, "They installed the right things for you, but they installed it the wrong way." And so he fixed what they did. You tell them our old friends told me it was the best one ever. Yeah. It, no, it was the best one ever. They just didn't put it in the right way. So that is my adventure in just trying to get a single flipping plug in my house fixed out. And it wasn't a pleasant one, Dan. It was not a pleasant experience. And woe beyond to any of us who have to brave the world of the Google pointing us at contractors because it's scary, Dan. It's so scary. Yeah. So I've got a few, a few thoughts on that. Um, obviously Google and Google, you know, reviews, you can Google things and you see stars and all that. Now, as someone who likes to leave reviews, good and bad on online businesses, I can tell you that when you start reviewing businesses on Google, they like start prodding you to, Okay, well, we've seen that you've also been to this location. Leave a review there. Oh, you've searched this service. Did you use them? We'll leave a review there. And yeah. then they they game you know gamify it. So like, oh, you're only a few yes. a few reviews away from getting a platinum level reviewer. I have no idea what that means, but I definitely want to do that. So oh, I did eat at that restaurant, or I did get to go at that drive through. So now I'm going to review those as well. So when you start having reviews, not for review sake, but just like reviews, because like there's some ulterior yeah. motive, even if like you don't know what a platinum review level is. Right. Then you're going to start getting people that are just leaving stars without any, you know, thought behind them. I've it, run into that just real quick. Yeah. Like I've run into that where Google has sent me things saying your, your reviews are popular. And I'm like, 12 people have given you what? a thumbs up on your review. I, yeah. But I'll go don't and I'll stop be like, now I don't see any validation to what they're saying. I'm like, I don't see why the, <laughs> You know, yeah, I don't see it. I don't get it. Yeah, so Correct. I got that and definitely like keep it going. The other thing is I've been a longtime supporter of Yelp and the Yelp review process. Mm-hmm. Still am. Um, still do often find resources. Like if I were in your position, I probably would start at Yelp, not Google. Okay. Uh, but I recently heard a story about how Yelp does things. And, you know, what a company like Yelp, you often wonder like where are they getting their money from? Like it's free for me to use. Um, you know, restaurants, you can claim your profile or or businesses can claim your profile and you don't have to pay for that. Like where's the, where's the money coming from? And what I found out and what you'll notice if you start looking a little closer is there'll be sponsored listings. So if you search, you know, electrician in South Dallas, it'll come up and it doesn't start at number one. It starts at sponsored listing, sponsored listing. And then number one, uh, much like Google does now, if you search a popular topic, you'll see the sponsored listings first. Uh, But what I found out is there's a rather aggressive sales process in the background of Yelp and Yelp reviews in that if you're 
a paying uh, business to have your your listings uh, elevated in, in the sponsored section of Yelp, uh, they will um, perhaps help you remove or hide uh, poor reviews that are on your business. Um, mm. It's kind of like I don't know if anyone who uses uses Twitter has noticed this, but sometimes there'll be some some comments hidden, and you kind of have to expand those to see the hidden comments. And oftentimes they're they have swear words or are a little like aggressive. Um, well, Yelp does this too, but it also will conveniently hide those reviews that are maybe legitimately negative, but it's a paying customer uh, that's listed up there. Hmm. So those are hidden. On the flip side, if you might, as a business owner, get a call from a Yelp sales representative and offer you, hey, you know, I noticed you're, uh, you know, our number five ranked electrician in South Dallas. Like, Maybe you should do a sponsored ad and that'll help get you some business. And if you say no, then next thing you know, you might notice those negative reviews are now appearing a little bit higher up on your page than they were before. Those reviews that have been there for months uh, that used to just kind of be down low, now they're up high. So there there are some very aggressive sales tactics that go on at Yelp. And I'm guessing a a TripAdvisor, people often use TripAdvisor when they're traveling. Um, and I don't know if Google reviews are the same way, but anytime there's you know money and sales involved, there's a, a pretty good chance that you're not necessarily getting that uh, you know full, honest, legitimate feedback from real customers. Not to mention fake reviews and all of those things as well. I guess that goes back to my original thought on your story that uh, I just want to dumbify. I don't. I'm tired of search engine optimization and whatever the opposite of search engine optimization is I I'm, I'm over it. I want out. I want to opt out, Dan. Get me out of the smart neighborhood. What a nice little program we did about the neighborhood, Dan. Totally agreed. And by the way, what was the name of that singer you had mentioned before? The one who did that song about the neighborhood? Oh yeah. You mean Tom Waits? Yeah. I actually found him and he's coming on right now to do an interview with us. No, no, you didn't. There's no way that's true. Hold on. Hold on. He, he told me I had to wheel this piano in first. Hold on. Okay. 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 Now, without further ado, here he is. Mr. Tom Waits. <clears throat> Hello, men seeking tomahawks. Uh... Before I take you down a winding path of improvisational enlightenment, uh, we need to clear one thing up. I'm not actually Tom Waits. No, I'm the greatest Tom Waits tribute act in the Tri-County area. That's right. It's me. Tom Proceeds. Uh, Oh, so not Tom Waits. No, no. Tom Proceeds. I swam with the devil to the Joe DiMaggio's Quinceanera. (laughs) (sighs) Jesus, what a thinly stretched idea for a bit. Well, you're the schmuck who wrote it, kid. Waltzing down the interstate with a rifle full of pop rocks. Me and my old lady filling out library card applications for ghosts. <laughs> so, Tom, what's it like being the preeminent Tom Waits tribute artist for the Tri-County area? And I, I don't even know what counties those are. Well, it's a little like uh, the feeling you get when you're washing the dishes with a platypus made out of lemon meringue. What? You know, a social affair for the well-to-do hobos that keep the town square lively. Uh, Speaking of the town square, what are some of the local venues you like to play? Oh, you know, the usual places, uh, burned down carpet stores, abandoned Cinnabons, uh, haunted lighthouse. (laughs) A lighthouse? I don't think there are too many of those around here, uh, even in the Tri-County area. There's like not an ocean anywhere. Nope. Oh, that's, uh, never mind. Uh, when I can say, uh, when I, uh, I borrow Santa's magic sled anytime it isn't Christmas or truck month at your local food dealership. <laughs> uh, if you're, <clears throat> if you're just joining us, we're speaking with local Tom Waits tribute artist, Mr. Tom Proceeds. So Tom, 
Have you recorded any albums on, of your own? I've recorded over 500 studio albums and 77 live albums. My most recent record is a live one. Yeah, I recorded over a Fortnite engagement I had playing on a CB radio for an audience of several. Several? Well, I mean, that, that, that does sound pretty experimental. Oh, to the contrary, it was the most mundane, ordinary event one could imagine. Just like pumping gas into a cardboard box full of pigeon memoirs. <laughs> what? <laughs> uh, okay, Tom, uh, we, we were just doing an episode, as a matter of fact, about our neighborhoods and some of the things that have happened to us in them. I mean, you must have some unbelievable stories about neighborhoods, right? I uh, can't say that I do. Uh, I've always preferred to live uh, in an old run-down Mississippi barn house in 1927. All right, all right, all right. This went about as well as it always does, Tom. Thank you for stopping by. I think we're done here. Uh, does this mean you don't want to hear the world debut of my latest ballad? <laughs> you know what? We, we do love playing new music on the program. <clears throat> Ladies and gentlemen, please enjoy a bonus third song for this episode, a world premiere from Tom Proceeds. Tom, take it away. <clears throat> Daniel... Turn your Halloween lights off. Turn your Halloween lights off, Daniel. Oh, Daniel, Daniel. Turn your Halloween lights off now. Daniel, Daniel, Danny, Daniel, Dan, Daniel, Daniel backwards is then dad, then Leonard forwards is Daniel. So Daniel, Daniel, turn your Halloween lights off right now. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, this is it. It's the end of this song. Take him at his word, Jack. Wrap it up. Come on. <laughs> he said it's over. You might think this is the end of another episode of Men Seeking Tomahawks. However, you're correct. Thank you. Be sure to subscribe to the program on your favorite podcast app. Come chit-chat with us over on the social media. And to hear more from the musicians featured on today's program, Go to menseekingtomahawks.com. Play us out, Tom. Oh, Daniel, Daniel, Danny, Daniel, Danny boy, Dan, Dan, Dan the man, Daniel. Turn off your dang Halloween lights. <laughs> <laughs>